Welcome back to the Football Zone with Nick Martone and Woody Brown. This is the show where we discuss updates, scores, and analysis, all in the European footballing world. Here on 88.9 The Bridge, KMIH, Mercer Island. We are back and we finally have some matches this weekend after a two-week drought. I know. FA Cup, man. Like, it's just so... <sighs> it's just less exciting at the early stages just because, like... You who, do... who wants to see Mill Brawl play Manchester City and get walloped 7-1? Yeah. Like, yeah. Who wants to be seeing some League 3 team playing against Prem team? And, like, the Prem team doesn't even put out, like, its strongest team, you know? Exactly. Like, so then... The early rounds, that's the format of the FA Cup. It's basically every team in every English Premier Division. So Premier League, Championship, League One, League Two. There are even some non-league teams, right? Some Nations League, I believe yeah. is what it's called, or National League. Um, and yes, yeah, so basically they all play for this winning of the FA Cup, which is like the English trophy. And it, I love the FA Cup, though, honestly. Like, but like only when, at the end, you, though. Only at the end, and especially when there's, like, some underdog stories. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so it'll be fun if, like, you see, like, one time Wigan Athletic beat Manchester City in the really? FA Cup final. But, like, that's... I don't, I don't remember that. Speaking as someone who's not a City fan, every other fan was like, wow, that is a bit mad. Like, that's crazy that some... I mean, Wigan were actually, weren't actually too bad back then. But they were, like... There was championship. Yeah. Obviously there. I'm not really sure how they're doing nowadays, but like that was really exciting to see, to see an underdog beat this Titan uh in the FA Cup final and claim some silverware over them. Exactly. But it's, thankfully it's, it's all over. It is. And we have some a good slate of games coming this weekend. We do. Uh starting off with your your favorite type of game. Regul relegation battle. Yeah. And you love I'm, it. I'm going to be tuning into this one just because these relegation battles, especially between like two like pure British teams. I mean, it's going to be a fun one. We have Burnley on a, versus Luton Town at 11.45 a.m. On, on a Friday. On Friday. Wow. So. That is exciting. Sorry in advance, Randolph, but I will be watching that in your class uh, if you're listening. I'm sure he accepts it. I'm sure yeah, I mean, it's it. just, it's Luton Town, you know. You yeah, have it to, is Luton Town and it's Burnley. This is football heritage. This is football heritage. And um, so who do you think is going to win that game? I I think it's going to be a 0-0 zero, zero draw, <laughs> to be I honest. Think, I think Luton Town's going to win it. I'm not even going to lie. For some reason. I have to support Burnley, though, because of Vincent Company's Manchester yeah, City you legend. Do. You do, you do. Legend. One of the best players who has ever graced the grounds of Manchester I would say City. Top, I would say top five centre-back in Premier League history. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I wouldn't put him in the starting 11, though. Yeah. Top five, and he's not one Cause, or two. Because you, you're not going to put him over Rio Ferdinand. Yeah, or like Vidic. Yeah. Or like Loki, like or, um, Van Dyke in his prime. No, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, center back for Chelsea all those years. John Terry. John Terry. John Terry's probably up there above company. Yeah. And like, respectfully, I'm putting Van, prime Van Dyke over him. Oh, yeah. But I'd, I'd put John Terry over Van Dyke in terms of like... Longevity. Longevity and just like his aura. No, Van no, like, aura. like his his resume is better than Van Dyke's. You know what I mean? Even though Van Dyke is probably a better player, like John Terry is like he's the glue guy. Like. Yeah, and when you when you do think about um, English Premier League centre backs, 
your mind does go to like the Rio Ferdinands, the John Terrys. Yeah. It's it's Rio for sure. He is yeah. in there for sure. Yeah, which is... But speaking of Chelsea... Oh my God, would you look at that, Woody? Play against Fulham, 4.30 a.m. on Saturday. Tuning in for that? No, I will not be there. That's okay. Are you going to be there? Of course. Oh, really? Um. Yeah, I'm not sure what to think about this game. Two mid-table teams. Chelsea and Fulham. The thing is, Fulham can beat Arsenal, but they can lose to like Nottingham Forest or Burnley. They're just so unpredictable. Um, they have two wins in their last five, but three losses. Like they lost three 0 to Bournemouth, and then yeah. the next game, they beat Arsenal two to one. Yeah. So you just don't know with this group of like of guys. Yeah, you, you just don't know what they're gonna give you, to be honest. And it could be anything, but I think, I think Chelsea's gonna come away with a win here. I feel like they, because they played earlier in the season, uh, and like honestly, Chelsea kind of just toyed with them. Um, it was quite a thrashing, if you will. Um, I don't even remember exactly what the scoreline was, but it was two 0 to Chelsea, but it was like a dominant two 0 Yeah, you know, I like, understand. You know the, like you know those games where it's like. Like, they go up 1-0, and then it stays 1-0 for a while, and, like, the team that's winning 1-0 is dominating, yes, and then, do. then they just put one away, and they're like, wow, that was a domination, no questions asked, that's it's a 2-0 like win. the other team didn't even really have any opportunities. Yeah, exactly, yeah. it was like, 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 yeah, that was a dominating 2-0 win. Yeah. So, I think Chelsea will come away with a win. And then, after this, after this game, five hours later, to be exact, we have the game of the weekend, in my opinion, um, and that's... Manchester City versus Newcastle, 9.30 a.m. This is just a big, big game for t- the top four. Um, as City are in uh, are in third place, sitting on 40 points, but they have a game in hand on Arsenal, who they're tied on points with, with 40 as well, and Aston Villa, who are in second with 42 points. So City need this win, or at least a draw, to catapult them into prime position to, you know, win the league and yeah. get back into their winning yeah. ways. A win here would put them within one game of Liverpool as well. Yeah, and overtake Aston Villa, which would be massive. And as for Newcastle, this game is massive for them as well because if they win, they're going to jump up two spots into seventh place, one game behind West Ham. So this is big big for both teams. It's it a really big. important game. But I do think City will come away with the W. Yeah, I mean Newcastle, uh, Newcastle City games are always really entertaining though. Yeah. First game last year was 3-3. Three, three. I yeah. remember watching that game live. It was mad. I was in England whilst that game was happening. I didn't, really? I, didn't, I didn't go to it, but yeah. I was watching it. It was like, it's actually so, like, I'm so used to watching Prem in the morning, right? So whenever I go back to England, Facts. like, I'm watching, like, Prem at, like, 3 p.m. No, it is really weird. <laughs> like, I don't know. Those mid- The midday games, though, are the best, in my opinion. Like in like when you're in America, the midday games. Yeah, like whenever I'm on, I'm in the East Coast and there's like a cheeky game at like twelve thirty p.m. I'm like, wow, this is super nice. Just felt the need to share. But we have another another pretty entertaining game, I think. Everton versus Aston Villa. Unai Emery versus the British man himself. Sean Dyke. Sean Dyke. It's gonna be a great game, and Everton are in need of this win. They're sitting in 17th place. You know, they had a 10-point uh, deduction for financial, what was, it, what was it, fair play? Yeah. Fair play um, mishaps. And 
sitting in 17th place with 16 points, one point ahead of Luton Town, who have a game in hand on them. So if Luton beat Burnley tomorrow, then Luton are going to be out of the relegation zone and Everton are going to be in the relegation zone. Yeah. And you know what? I can't lie. I see a win here for Everton. Really? Aston Villa are not an away team. They do not play well away, and especially when you're playing away at Goodison Park, which I genuinely think is one of the hardest stadiums to play at away. Oh, you you know from experience? You know from experience? Uh, I did actually play against the uh, Everton... um, U7 team? U6 team? Uh, no, a little bit older than that, because I was playing for, like, my school's development academy. Ah. So we played against Everton, Huddlesfield. There was one more. I forgot. Damn. They made, they really made you move to the uh-huh. US, huh? Then I played for MPSA. Shout out. Wow, shout, shout out. Shout out, MPSA. Shout out, MPSA, man. Yeah. I don't even know what that is. Exactly. Yep. Uh, I'm uncultured. Yeah. What a, what a team. Yeah, and... Three oh no, two and a half hours after the kickoff of that match, we have another clash. Really, really important game: Man United versus Tottenham. Feels like this weekend we just have a bunch of really good games. Eight thirty a.m. What do you think about this one, Woody? Um, it's so difficult to say. Is is James Madders back? Like, if he is, then he'll be back in a few days. Um, We're unsure if he's gonna return. For this game. Yeah, and obviously Tottenham Hotspur are going in without the likes of Hyung Min Son because of the Asian Cup. Yves Basuma. Is, is Pape it, is, Sar. Yeah. And then Man United, Man United losing Onana, but that could be a gift. That's like either a gift or a curse. You never know with that man. Yeah. I mean, and you look at the <coughs> injury list. It's on, massive for on, United. Yeah, on United. Obviously, three of them. Oh, because they say they're suspended, but really they're just at their AFCON or Asian yeah. Cup. So they're with United are going to be without Sofian Amrabat, Ahmad Diallo, Andre Nana, Victor Lindelof, Tyrell Malasia, Mason Mount, Luke Shaw, Lissandro Martinez, Harry Maguire, Casemiro. Well, Casemiro's back in training, so he should be all right. And Anthony Martial. That is so many of their first team players. Yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, it's not all starters, of course, but. It's a lot of important pieces to this United squad. Yeah, it is. And, you know, it's going to be really difficult to see. It's going to be difficult to see what United uh, come out to play. If you have, like, the Aston Villa United, where obviously they went down 2-0, but then they came back and just dominated for the rest of the game. Yeah. It, it looks like they're just going to go take uh, three points. Exactly. Protect Old Trafford. Protect Old Trafford. That's what they do. Uh, Is it? Yeah, they've actually, you know the stat about whenever Man United have been leading at halftime. At home? At home, they've never lost. Like, this season or ever? Of all time. Is that actually? Yeah. That's actually fact. When they've gone into halftime winning, they've never lost. Like, they've drawn a couple of games, but they've never mm. lost. Interesting. So that the key a... for them is the first half, huh? Yeah, basically, just win the first. If I'm the Manchester United coach, I'm just going, win the first half, lads. And we'll Come be on. good. Come on. That's all you have to do. That is that is actually an insane stat that I was unaware of, Woody. Thank you for thank you for that. But yeah. that's all the games that we have this weekend. Yeah. And but we have some somewhat saddening uh news in the footballing world. 
an absolute legend of the game, centre back for Germany, World Cup winner, Beckenbauer. Franz Beckenbauer. Passed away on January 7th. Bayern Munich legend. And honestly, I have memories of packing this guy in FIFA. That's wow. that's my main connection to him. Really? Woody probably has a bit more. Um, kind of play like him. Yeah, I mean, he's like, <clears throat> he's what you look for in a centre back. Like, he, he was like the center back i mean his nickname literally was the emperor that just tells you how much he stood on that yeah and uh you know and you talk about defenders have to be taller than six foot and whatnot but he was 5'11 and he was still to to like put in perspective how good he was when you think of the ballon d'or you think of like attackers right it's usually just attackers winning it this man managed to win two ballon d'ors as a defender he won two two ballon d'ors that's that is insane when is the last time a defender has won a Ballon d'Or? I have no idea. But it, he, it hasn't been in the last 13 years, that's for sure. Because the last person who won it was Fabio Cannavaro in 2006, which is crazy. Yeah. I didn't know I didn't know that Cannavaro got the Ballon d'Or and Maldini has never won a Ballon d'Or. Yeah. And so he's won one and Beckenbauer won two in 1972 and 1976. And Beckenbauer is also one of three people to ever achieve uh, he won the World Cup as a player, yeah, and he also won the World Cup as a manager. And the other two people to do that are, I think Didier Deschamps with France, but I'm unsure of the others. What do you, do you know who it is? Um, it's that Brazilian guy, um, Mario. Wait, when he's... What's his name? Mario Zagallo, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I he, think it was him. He played with. He played like back in the day. Yeah. So that, I mean, he he played in like, in like the '60s, but then he came back and coached like eight years after he stopped playing or something like that. Yeah, coached Pele. Yeah, remember and, watching that in the dock. <laughs> and yeah, it's you know that is one of, that is an achievement that you is almost unheard of. Yeah, but it's also so difficult because not many players go from, like top player like you have to be a top player to win the Ballon d'Or, right? Yeah. And not many top players go on to become managers. Yeah. I mean, it's only happened thrice in the past 65 yeah. years. Like, you take someone like Frank Lampard or Steven Gerrard, great manager, will never win a World Cup as a player or manager. Yeah. So, like, Kylian well, Mbappe. Did you just say Frank Lampard was a great manager? I say he's not. But he was a great player. I understand. But, like, and then, like, Kylian Mbappe, like, he is never going to become a manager and win the World Cup, yeah, even he's, though he's he, won he, as a player. Exactly. Neither will Messi, to be honest. Yeah, I can't see Messi operating in the dressing room. Well, Messi's not a coach because I find this, I see it a lot, actually, and, I, and it's quite funny when it's like, if Messi was a coach, he'd literally just go up to the people and go like, how do you not score? Yeah, because he, <laughs> he can't put himself into other people's shoes yeah. just because he's that good. <laughs> yeah, he'll just be like, how come you didn't just like dribble past everybody, take it around the keeper, Fake shot, make the defender slide and put it in. Like, how do you not see that? Yeah, he he just he wouldn't be able to understand. He would not. He would not. Rest in peace to a legend, Franz Beckenbauer. And thank Rest you for peace. listening to this week's episode of the Football Zone with Nick Martone. And Woody Brown. And thank you everyone for listening and tuning in into 889 The Bridge, KMIH, Mercer Island.